This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. Welcome to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and in this podcast, we're beginning a brand new unit of study. It's called How Can I Know? We're going to spend the next four weeks looking at questions related to the broad topic of doubt, uh, doubt and assurance, and we're going to dig into to four specific questions throughout this unit of study. Uh, really quickly, we're going to look at things like, what causes me to doubt? How can I know I'm a Christian? Does God care when I'm hurting? And how can I know I won't lose my salvation? That's kind of the broad picture. And leaders, as we typically tell you, you may want to stay, take just a few moments uh, as you begin this unit of study and just really quickly just look through those four units just to get an overview of where we're headed, just to make sure you're not going to you know, run into some material in a previous session before you get to that material. This month in the studio, I've got Mike Wakefield with me. Uh, Mike, how are you today? I'm doing good, Rick. Good. Mike, as we get started with this, just to remind folks that may not have heard you in a while, uh, why don't you tell folks what you do here at LifeWay? I am a team leader in student ministry publishing, which means I get the opportunity to lead uh, several of our publishing teams, uh, including the the known team, and get to work with Rick, and uh, we have a great time together. So, but I, I work with known. I also work with our girls' resources. Uh, I work with both of our magazines, our student magazine EC, which is a monthly magazine that carries articles and devotions, and our magazine for parents called Living with Teenagers. Which, since you mentioned Living with Teenagers, and you work on that, uh, just a little plug for them. Uh, that is a resource for you as leaders that you can promote to the parents of your students in your class because each month there is an article specifically related to our known topic for that month. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. Well, good. Leaders, you may want to check that out. Uh, we also reference that in our parent newsletter, which is another free resource available on our known website. And Mike, as we get into this whole unit, why don't you just real quick, I've, I've kind of gone through those four questions and given leaders an overview, but before we even get to sessions two and four, can you just give us a real quick understanding for leaders. What's the difference between sessions two and four, those two questions? Okay, that's a great question because they sound a lot alike, but they are, uh, I think, we, when we talked about them, pretty distinct. Uh, session two's question is, how can I know I'm a Christian? And then session four is, how can I know I won't lose my salvation? I think in our minds when we're talking about this, uh, session two says, how can I know I'm a Christian? This is a student that's really not sure whether they're saved or not. They Maybe they got saved when they were young, and they just, I don't know if I'm a Christian or not, and they're just kind of struggling with, you know, do I really know whether I'm a Christian or not? Uh, so that's session two, while session four is how can I know I won't lose my salvation? Uh, this is a student who already, they know they're saved. I mean, they've made the decision, they, they've trusted Christ, but their question is, well, how do I know if I don't, if I, you know, if I do something wrong that I don't lose my salvation? Right. You know, and so there's a, there, there is a difference there. And just be aware of that difference, leaders, especially when you're into session two, that you don't mold over, right. melt over into that fourth session. Right. Just keep those distinct. Well, this first session, Mike, as we're getting into, uh, we've got five life principles this week, so we're going to jump into this pretty quickly. Uh, the, the title this week is, Why Do I Doubt? And the question is, what causes me to doubt? The point this week is that doubt can come from without and within. 
and the life principles are going to help flesh that out. And leaders, as you look at the session, all these life principles are one word life principles. Um, just quick answers to that question, what causes me to doubt. We're going to be in five different scripture passages with these five different life principles. Um, since this is a topical discussion on this question, let's dig into this, Mike, and just take a look and see what what we look at scripture to help us answer that question, what causes me to doubt. The first life principle is despair. Uh, what do you see there in Psalm 22, verses 1 and 2? Well, that psalm is, uh, its a, I want to say it's a familiar psalm. Maybe it's not the, the psalm is familiar, but those first words that come, that first verse is very familiar to us. Right. Uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me or abandoned me? We know those words from Christ issued those from the cross. Right. Uh, and so that's why this is familiar to us. But I think we hear in that the psalmist uh, is, is in despair. Sometimes we want to look at Bible heroes and that kind of thing think oh they were, everything was great you know and there's no problems in their life but as we look through the psalms there are several psalms that usher this cry of i'm in despair and, and god where are you and so this is one of those psalms that just says you know man i, I don't understand what's going on and and i think that uh, you know i think a lot of students a lot of us struggle with that and we get in in times of despair and we have that question and, and what i like about that is to point out that that sometimes we feel like we, we can't an- ask that question. You know, that's even wrong for us to ask that question. Well, it's right. not wrong to ask that question. God wants to know the honesty of our heart. And so that's a, you know, to see the psalmist say that and even hear Christ say that from the cross says it's okay for us when we're struggling that way, when we are in despair, that causes doubt that we can usher that, that cry to God. That's a good point. And leaders, I do want to point out that we have given you definitions in the student book for each one of these life principle words just to, to bring some clarity and some direction in there. What's the difference between despair and doubt and disillusionment. So we've given you those definitions. Make sure you use those. Uh, Mike, I also like this, that this psalm is just an honest picture of of things that we all go through, and it's okay to express those feelings to God. Absolutely. We're going to move from uh, that one, despair, into the second life principle, that what causes me to doubt can be disillusionment uh, in Matthew 11, verses 1 through 6. What do you see in that passage? There's something about this passage that I really, I mean, I just really resonate resonates with me. I really like. This is the passage where uh, John the Baptist, he's in prison, and he sends word by some of his disciples to go to Jesus and just say, basically, hey, are you are you really the guy? You <laughs> right, know, yeah. Are you really the one? I it's kind of this thing of, you know, I proclaimed you to be the one. And you can <laughs> now almost, I'm in jail. Yeah, now I'm in jail, exactly. You know, you can just see the kind of the, some disillusionment there. Of, I'm not really sure. I'm, I've lost focus a little bit because of the circumstances of my life. And I, and I think that's some of that without and within kind of thing. He, he's had these circumstances. He's in prison, you know, and, and now I'm like, you know, I think part of it for John the Baptist, too, as you read that passage, is that it's almost, was it worth it? Is it worth it for what I've done? Right. You know, did I do all that, and am I suffering for what I'm going through? Is it worth it? Are you really who you are? And, and I think that when we get into those times of doubt, that we can really step back and go, wait a minute, you know. And, and I know this is selfish, but we kind of go, Lord, I'm doing all these things for you, but why am I? I'm just illusioned here. I don't really know who you are, and I'm right. struggling through all of that. And I, and I think we all can go through those times of disillusionment. And we see that. And I, I like this because here we here's the guy that's the forerunner of Christ right. who's disillusioned and having some doubt. Yeah, good point. I'll move from that into distress. And certainly all these characters should probably line up with all these life principles. But the third one we're looking at is what causes me to doubt can be distress in Matthew 14, uh, verses 28 through 31. Uh, moving over to Peter. What do you see there in that passage? Well, again, here's Peter, who, who a lot of us can... Uh, 
uh, identify with guy who makes big boasts and big commitments, you know, and, and this is of course a situation where they're in the storm and Jesus is walking on the water. Peter kind of puts himself in front of everybody and says, Hey, if it's really you, let me walk to the water. And I think it was more a, a bluff, you know, kind of yeah. a boast, you know, yeah. and Jesus is like, okay, you know, come yeah. on now you've got to step out of the boat, yeah. you know? So then when he gets out in the boat, uh, you know, and he begins to walk on the water. He is walking them, I and you know, I think sometimes we we forget that. Hey, he really did walk on water, uh, and, and so when he's focused on Christ. But then when the, and again, I, as I used to tell my students and the folks that I pastored, you got to read the Bible with imagination in mind, with to be able to see this picture. Of, right. He's on the water, and maybe a, all of a sudden a wave splashes him in the <laughs> face. You yeah. know, and the and, and it's that moment he kind of loses focus. And he sees the the wind and the waves, and it's like, what what am I doing out here? You know, I'm, I can't walk on water. Right. And so his faith drops, and then he's in distress. And I think that's a perfect picture for us in life. Sometimes we can be cruising through life, and things are just great, and man, we're just doing things for God, and all of a sudden something hits us in the face, whether it's a, a tragedy or a, a problem or a struggle in our family or a circumstance. And all of a sudden, where we were on top of things walking on water, now we're sinking. And it's like, where are you, God? Uh, and of course, Jesus raises him up and says, "You know, why did you doubt?" Right. But, but we can lose focus so quickly just some, through some circumstances that take place in our life, and that's what we see in the life of Peter here. Well, and that's a this third life principle right in the middle of the unit, right or right in the middle of this session, really gives us that answer to the the question, which is our title question: Why do I doubt? And that's the question Jesus asked you: know, Why? Why did you doubt in the midst of distress, in the midst of delusionment, despair, disbelief, deception? We'll get to. Jesus is there and can help us work through that. Um, you know, I think as leaders, as we're communicating this to students, one of the issues that I think a lot of students struggle with is when they begin to have those doubts, they they seriously lose effectiveness in their faith. A lot of times, you know, just from personal experience, we we pull back from that quiet time and worship time and relationship with God. And what Jesus is saying here is, man, in the midst of all this, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt me? I think is what mm-hmm. he's saying. I yeah. mean, I'm right here. Um, You know, don't worry about that wave. I'm right here for you and to communicate that to students. We'll move from that into the fourth life principle this week is what causes me to doubt can be disbelief in John 20, 24 through 29. What do you see there? Well, I I think uh, faith, it's one of those things that faith for many of us is just different. And there are some students who just really struggle to, okay, really? You know, you say all these things, but really? You know, is that really true? And Thomas was one of those guys. He's right. like, you know, the disciples are so excited. Hey, you know, we've seen we've seen Jesus. We've seen the Messiah. We've seen him. And he's like, really? Sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, and, and he makes that big statement. You know, I, I'm not going to believe until I can, you know, put my uh, fingers in the, in the prints and, and, and so forth. And and so his faith is is, is at the fingers end. He, he's got to be one that's really got to get up close and, and really see it. And what I love about this passage is the faithfulness of Christ in, in that even in Thomas's disbelief that Jesus was there to meet his need in the way that he needed to meet the need for, for Thomas. And, and I think that's a, a huge point to, to bring up to students is that, you know what, you may go through some times of disbelief, but God is big enough. If you will reach out, if you'll keep seeking him, he's faithful to, to show himself to you. You know, what you don't want to do is let that disbelief just turn you completely away and say, I'm not going to believe. Right. I refuse to believe. Uh, Thomas didn't do that. He's just like, I, I, I just need to see. I, I'm struggling here to get this. And um, 
And Jesus met him where he was in that, and and that's what he'll do for for our students too. Yeah, and that's a great point. Great point to drive home there. And then we'll wrap this one up with that last life principle: what causes me to doubt deception in Second Corinthians eleven one through four. Uh, what do you see there in that passage? Well, of course, you know Paul's writing to the Corinthian churches, and and with the Corinthian churches, as with a lot of those churches that Paul uh, started or wrote to or was a part of, there was false teachers and false apostles who were uh, just, you know, sharing things and teaching things as if they were true and they weren't true. And what we got to have to remember, uh, and, I, and I try to remind my students that I teach on Sundays, that, you know, those first believers, those first century believers, they, they're not like us. They couldn't go to the shelf and pull off one of three or four Bibles that we've got on the shelf right. and look things up. They didn't have the Scripture. I mean, they had the Old Testament, but it was on a scroll, and so they were just dependent on people to teach them the Word of God. And so, I mean, here come these people that are just teaching, and Paul's like, look, don't be deceived. I've, I've, I've shared with you, you know, here's the real truth, and you've got to believe in that, uh, knowing that, you know, Satan and, and evil forces will do whatever they can to make a, a believer ineffective. And if they can deceive you uh, and, and say, well, you know, this is this is true, too, you know, and, and, and we see that take place with students and we see that take place with adults who all of a sudden they're following Christ. But now they're off on some tangent, uh, maybe even going off to a different faith or a different, you know, um, some the cult or something like that is right. so we can be deceived so easily. And that's what Paul was just reminding, you know, you've got to stay true. You can't be deceived, be aware of that, be, be alert for that. When he says in there that, you know, that I fear that you would be deceived and that you would be seduced from a complete and pure devotion to Christ, yeah. which, I mean, you could rewrite that. He says, I'm, I'm afraid that you're going to be deceived and doubt your relationship with Christ. Uh, and so, I mean, that's a good wrap up to this. That's a great phrase, that pure and undivided devotion, you know, that, that's right. that, you know, that's what we all need to keep seeking for. Good. Thanks, Mike. Leaders, as we wrap up this session, again, our question, what causes me to doubt? And real quick, five life principles, despair, disillusionment, distress, disbelief, and deception. Getting to that point that doubt can come from without and within. Take an opportunity to drive into these with your students and uh, enjoy the session and set up what these next three questions are going to be. Join us again next week.